The Sport Industry Access Podcast, Episode 55, How to Apply a FIFA Diploma in the Football Industry. Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I am your host, Ed Bowers. As always, my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who will inspire and encourage you to be the best you can be in your profession, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career in the football industry. I hope today's episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Dia Sala. Dia is the Business Development Director at Cora Stats. Dia also has a FIFA diploma in sports management where he has applied it to the Egyptian Football Association to improve the access and participation rates with regards to grassroots football and women's football in Egypt. I can happily say that I'm very interested about Dia's career journey in the sports industry, especially in the football sector. And it's great to have him as a special guest on the show. That's why in today's episode, Deer will share his sports career journey and explain how you can apply a FIFA diploma in the football industry. Deer, it's great to have you on the show. Please, can you share your sports career journey to listeners? When did it all start? Well, hi, Ed. Uh, first of all, I wanted to thank you for, for having me uh, today. Um, well, my, my sports career, uh, it started when I was a little bit, uh, young. I was 14 years old. Uh, I'm originally Egyptian. Uh, I lived in Canada for about 14 years. Uh, we moved to Egypt when I was about 14 and I started getting, you know, uh, introduced to soccer or football, like, like we say. Uh, I played for a, for, for a youth division in a club. Uh, went back to Canada when I grew up a bit and, uh, you know, I played uh, professional football for Hamilton White Eagles, and they 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 were in the first uh, uh, division in in Canada. And then after that, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make things a little bit quick. Uh, after that, um, I tried. I had you know bigger hopes and bigger expectations, and I wanted to play with the big guys in in, in England. So uh, that's when I went off to uh, to London, and I lived three years there. Uh, the highlight uh, of my three years there is when I. Uh, I managed to get um, a week trial with QPR and uh, they were playing in the Premier League in the first division at that time and they just beat Liverpool <laughs> on uh, on the day that I went, my first day. Uh, yeah, it was Trevor Sinclair and Mark uh, Haitley were on the team at that time. So to me, it was a big, huge, you know, uh, challenge and shock for me to be on the same pitch with them. Uh, at that time, uh, you know, Ed, I think I was about 26. I spent a week with them, and then Ray Wilkins, uh, he, maybe he's the one who made a big effect in my life at that time. He, he, he sort of took me into the changing room and said, you know what, Dia, um, uh, technically you are very good and, uh, and skills, you're very good, but you know, physically you know, you're a bit behind. You see you, the game is very quick here in London, uh, in England. Uh, the physique of the players is very big, and 
So, uh, you know, uh, why don't you go play in non-league for a while and I'll keep my eyes open for you. You know, if you get to develop, you know, we might be able to bring you in again. Went home and cried, as usual. <laughs> I wanted to play with, uh, with QPR at that time. But no, you know, I took it from the positive side. Uh, and you know, I was 26, 27 at that time. And, and uh, I had to admit it, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, but, but still because of the love of football, I went and I did my level one coaching uh, in London, with the London FA. After that, I moved back to Egypt and uh, things were a little bit different than what I've seen in, in, in London. You know, in London, I've attended matches there. I went to, 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 to the stadiums, the Loftus Roads, QPR, I mean, uh, Highbury at the time, Wembley. And I've been to big, big matches there. And at that time, Ed, this is where I started to realize that, you know what, football is not just what's happening on the pitch. Uh, there's a lot of interesting other aspects of the whole event or, or, or the game. Um, when I moved back, I, I, so I said, you know what? Forget the, the coaching part. I, didn't, I couldn't see myself developing in it uh, very much. And um, that's when I, I decided and I wanted to go into more management. And at that time, this is where I decided to, uh, you know, to, to do some studying. And at that time, uh, we had the FIFA development office here in, in, in Egypt. Uh, I had one of the officers there came and said, you know what, we're uh, offering um, uh, uh, a diploma, FIFA diploma in sports management. And it's not about coaching. Uh, there's a lot of different aspects in the game that, you know, you, you should uh, learn. Uh, you're talking marketing, you're talking event management, you're talking law, finance, and at that time, uh, you know what, I, I, I didn't think twice. I just said, you know what, I'll go ahead with it. Did my diploma. And, um, and at that time, uh, I got lucky that I was working in a very big uh, cement company here in Egypt that had a first division team. And at that time, I, you know, I met with the board and I told them my experiences. And they said, you know what, besides your work in the cement, uh, in the commercial department, why don't you start managing the whole football division we had a first team uh and we had uh about 250 youth uh uh players at the time and that's when you know things started getting really serious with me you know um no it's 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 big it's a huge responsibility and definitely uh ed the the, the studying that i've done uh with my diploma helped me a lot you know, in, 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 in putting down my priorities, budgets and stuff like that. This sounds really fascinating. I am overwhelmed with regards to your playing career, which I didn't know about, which is really fascinating. Just touching back, though, because you've mentioned about the FIFA diploma, does relate to today's main topic. How have you applied that now, looking back from your career, and how useful was it with regards to a, a practical element no, definitely. It's it it you know um, I, again any diplomas or any uh, studying that you take. It, it, studying is something, and implementing what you take uh, is something else. Uh, like I always uh, uh, try and tell the youngsters right now that you know whatever you study is not one hundred percent what you do in real life. You know you have to you know roll up your sleeves, go down there, and you will learn much much more once you get into the operations. Um, right now, I, uh, uh, I'm a guest speaker in the FIFA course right now. I go and I give uh, some lectures, uh, match day and non-match day revenues, which is a huge topic that we are not uh, very much uh, educated about here in, in Egypt and not even in the Middle East as well. 
So I'm trying to to educate people about that part. Uh, marketing sponsorships, of course, is a huge topic again that people need to uh, to know. You know where do clubs make money and 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 how to bring in sponsors and why. Uh, that's another uh, very big issue. So um, you know we have we have to understand that that studying is something and doing the thing itself is totally totally different matter. Absolutely. Just relating from a industry point of view, how have you seen the sports industry grow during your career? Wow, um, that's a very uh, interesting question. Um, I, I've worked uh, not only in Egypt, I've worked in Libya for a while, uh, and I managed uh, a first division uh, team called the Nasser Benghazi. And they are a first division team, a huge uh, uh, fan base in, in Benghazi. Um, very unfortunate there. Uh, things are very, way, way, way underdeveloped there. So, you know, when you go to countries like 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 Libya and then Egypt, and then you look at London. I was in London. Uh, I was in Emirates uh, Stadium, uh, Chelsea, Arsenal, uh, back in September. Then you can feel uh, how things are different. Um, you know, you go to to a big match like Chelsea, uh, Arsenal in the Emirates Stadium, and you see see how things are organized and how easy entering the stadium is and coming out and the ushering and the food and beverage inside the stadiums, halftime. And then you go to the poorer countries. I don't like to say, sorry, poorer countries, the unfortunate countries. And you see that they have huge potential, but they don't have the know-how. Okay. Uh, another issue is finance and football uh, as well has, uh, has made things crazy over the last five, five uh, six years. And you look at the uh, revenue uh, revenues at the big clubs in the world, like Barcelona, uh, Real Madrid, uh, Man United, Chelsea, and, and all of these big teams. You know, 20 years ago or 15 years ago, they weren't looking at the financials like like they are right now. You know, so uh, no, things have changed a lot over the last uh, 10, 15 years, and I think it, it will change again. This is putting a question on the spot. How do you think? As a football society, we can resolve that so there's that better access for fans in those countries where there is that opportunity, as you mentioned. Yeah, well, it's all about education, uh, Ed. Education and practice. You know, I've, I've been been uh, giving lectures to the uh, to the youngsters here for about six, seven years, and unfortunately, they leave the classroom at the last. Uh, on the last lecture and then they go back to their normal life working as you know some of them are doctors some of them are lawyers some of them are just uh, working whatever you know but they never ask actually get to practice what they what they've studied and uh, I think uh, yeah it's about time that we uh, in, in our region we start focusing on um, you know on, uh, on on improving these services because today like for instance Cairo Stadium is one of the biggest stadiums in the region, and it used to host, uh, before they seeded it, uh, it used to host 120,000. Now I think it hosts uh, only 70,000 because they put seated uh, uh, seats in the stadium. But again, entering and exiting the stadium is not very uh, easy and smooth. You know, they open like three or four, door four doors only. So you have huge bottlenecks, uh, you know, and and uh, it's not very easy entering the stadium. So we need to, 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 to educate the, the youngsters and practice at the same time, you know, not just educate, educate. 
In your opinion then, what core skills have helped you with regards to your career working in the football industry? Management uh, applies everywhere, uh, whether you're talking uh, finance, um, commercial part, uh, if you're talking even uh, event management, it's all about management, uh, Ed. And the proper, the proper management today is, uh, you know, it, it goes down to your own personality. You know, you, you, you can manage things the way you, you see what's your priorities, what's not more important. Uh, things can wait, things cannot, how to prepare. So I think it's your own personal, you know, character. This is, this is very, very much um, an effect on how you, you apply things. Because, again, I always tell the students, you don't read something and you take that piece of paper and you go onto the pitch or you go onto the stadium and you, you practice it 100%. It will not work. It never works because you have other challenges once you, when, you're, when you're arranging stuff, when you're organizing, you know. You always come up with different challenges. And it's about your management skills how to overcome these, 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 these challenges. I couldn't agree more. And it's great that you've highlighted on the show with regards to people's individual characters because it's your personality which creates new opportunities. Out of interest now, what have you been up to recently? Uh, recently, I'm a senior business development manager at the, the, you know, one of the biggest performance analysis for football uh, companies in, in Egypt called Corda Stats. Uh, right now, they're providing data for, for clubs, for scouts, for players. Um, but we're doing something new here that we're doing a Corastas Academy. And basically what we're doing, uh, the, we, we have a problem here in, in, in Egypt and in the Middle East that not all of the teams have data analysts on their team, on their, during, in their, in their football uh, team, uh, on, on the management team. Uh, they, they would probably, you know, some of, some of the teams, when they bring in a foreign coach from abroad, he will bring his own analyst with him. And when they leave, then, you know, the club doesn't have... Uh, so we're trying to educate today, right now, the Egyptian coaches, why, why and how important data is in making your decisions, you know, choosing players, why is it important? Uh, the part of development players, I mean, how can a player develop when he doesn't, you know, see and know his numbers and where his his errors are, where his mispassing is, where areas he needs to be more focused and more concentrated. So this is something that we're doing right now, and we're we're, we're educating new youngsters as well that want to be, uh, you know, part of a football team. Uh, plus, I have the World Cup in tennis, Davis Cup in, in tennis, coming up in a, in a couple of months. I'm also uh, helping in the event management of that, which is something very interesting as well for me. That sounds really fascinating. Just on a personal note, Dia, what have you enjoyed the most from your career so far? A part of what have I, I really much enjoyed is when I went to Libya. And uh, this, this was something that affected me, uh, Ed, a lot. Uh, uh, I made, uh, of course, with the help of the people there in, in, in Libya, uh, the first ever football academy in Libya. And um, and at that time, it, we made it from age group from 6 to 12. Libya, very, very unfortunate uh, country there. They never had football academies there. Uh, and the kids did not have the luxury to go out and play. You know, you know they, they went through lots, through lots of, you know, wars and, 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 and a lot of unsafe um, uh, periods in their life. So at that time, when I was there and I had mothers coming in, signing their kids, um, and I would see, you know, a couple of times, a couple of mothers, when they were signed, they cried in front of me. 
uh, out of you know happiness and relief that finally there's a place, a safe place where my kids can go out and and play and have fun. And this was something that you know when when I thought about it later, you know, this is this was this is showed me that the whole idea of sports is you know to make people happy, to connect people together, um, and 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 you know and to enjoy. And this is what sports is all about: football, basketball, baseball, whatever the sport is. You know, we should be enjoying it before we get too competitive. It sort of relates to one of your first comments on this interview with regards to there's more involvement, not just what happens on the pitch, but what happens off the pitch. And I feel like we're at a great stage of the interview where I'd like to finish with an inspirational question. What advice would you give to university sports students who want to pursue a career in the football industry? Good question. Today we are we are we living unfortunately in a very financial world. The youngsters they graduate, they automatically want to find a job and start making money and and so on and uh, you know just the normal habits of life. But today, if you are really really into what you're uh, studying, you know, go out there, look for volunteer jobs, go to clubs, tell them, listen, guys, I'll, I'll work with you guys as a volunteer. You know, because financial situation in the whole world today is not very uh, very positive. A lot of people are uh, laying off uh, employees. A lot of big companies are laying them off, you know. But today, when you when you're very persistent and you go to 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 clubs or to to federations, say, you know what, I I am able and I uh, to work for you guys for a six month period uh, as a volunteer, you know. Try and work hard and get into uh, uh, and get into a place. That's a great piece of advice. I really do hope the listeners take that on board. Dear, how can people interact with you? Uh, I'm on Twitter all the time. Um, you know my my uh, LinkedIn, my Facebook. It's it's all on my on my LinkedIn page. You know, uh, I'm happy to give anybody any advice, free advice as well. Uh, I get a lot of inboxes from people uh, here and and abroad, and they start asking me questions, and we call, and we I get to interact with the people and, and know great people. Uh, you know, and uh, I try and help as much as I can. That is great, dear. To all the listeners listening in, to be able to connect with dear online through social media, all those links will be on my website relating to this blog post. Dear, it's been great chatting with you today. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure, Ed, and I hope you have a great day. What a really interesting career journey from dear. For me, the biggest learning lesson I've taken from this interview is being more aware of what we have in the UK as a sports industry. When you compare it to Deer's experience out in Egypt and how he's applying his education, his FIFA diploma, and putting into practice by sharing his experience, teaching the next generation of young leaders, with regards to them improving the sports industry in Egypt, but also the football industry, I think it's a really important factor to highlight that not every industry in every country is the same and set up the same. So from an educational point of view, I think it's, as I said, very important to highlight. Just from an employment perspective, Dia is absolutely right. To any student out there who really wants to work in the football industry, you've got to put what you've learnt into practice. And the best way is through work experience, through volunteering programmes, because that's the chance for you to show what you're made of. That's the time when you can really explore your education and apply your skills into practice because that's how you'll get recognized so really take that tip on board and put it into practice and good luck now as always at the end of each interview i like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker 
so you can take action and discover your career in the sports industry. Dia said, whatever you study is not 100% what you'll do in the real world. You have to roll up your sleeves by applying your studies into practice in sporting operations.